0: The opinions
1: expressed on this program are those of the host or guests and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and correction. I forgot I had a show. we
2: get a cup of coffee in here, please?
1: Ah, uh, brother. I have a show. I forgot I had a show. Oh, no, not a
2: show. Damn, good coffee, and hot. Yeah, 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 same
1: old fucking story every day. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? What, 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 I think they added that little fade-out in Streamyard. yard. I like it. I like the fade-out. Um... I almost want to play it again to see if it just to fade out. Anyway, good morning. It's Friday. Uh, today is Friday, December 2nd, 2022. You're probably looking, if you're listening, if you're among the listening audience rather than the live audience, you're probably wondering what happened to Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Well, it didn't happen. Just didn't happen. Nobody it didn't happen for anybody. Didn't happen on the show. Didn't happen in reality. It never happened. Check it out. Go back. It's it's missing. It's missing from the timeline of humanity. It just doesn't exist. And I'm lying. But that's that's what I always do. Anyway, um it is Friday. Are you uh happy to have made it through another week? Uh there'll be no swastikas on this program. I just wanted to get that out. People acting like Kanye West just became crazy is really, really so 2022. It's where we are now. I think, you know, here we go. He's going to talk about Trump. Everybody hates when I talk about Trump. But Trump and his antics have become mimicked by so many people. The idea that, um, nobody. And once somebody gets in trouble in Trump's orbit, he never heard of them before. His son could go to jail, and all of a sudden, Donald Trump Jr.? Never heard of him. Oh, I remember my my uh, ex-wife, she said we should adopt a baby, and it would be nice if we could give him your name. And I thought he might be a loser, but I never really talked to him much. It wasn't really like a father-son relationship. It's like distancing yourself when everybody knows your relationship. Now, everybody, if you don't know, Kanye uh, West has gone full-born Nazi on the world uh, to the point of saying he loves Nazis, he loves Hitler. Um, He also said he loves the Jews. I don't think he can do both. I don't think he can love the Jews and love uh, love uh, Nazis and love Hitler, but Kanye's a fucked up dude. and But he's always been a fucked up dude, and some people are active. Like Tim Pool actually said Kanye could win the presidency. Listen, I have the same chance of winning the presidency that fucking Kanye can, And I refuse to call him Yee, unless you're going to call me uh, Poe. <laughs> Oh, no, at. I'm sorry. It's it's the last two letters of your first name. <laughs> not your last name. So you can call me at from now on. No, I'm not going with that. Um, but people just acting like, oh, we never knew Kanye was fucking crazy. Listen, I think Martin Lawrence is sitting in his house right now going, boy, that Kanye is fucking erratic. <laughs> If you don't, if you don't get the Martin Lawrence reference, you're probably not old enough. But uh, man, psychotic breakdowns and craziness, um, and then people just denying. Like Tim Pool came out and said Kanye could win the presidency, and then uh, he tweeted something. Boy, boy, was I wrong. Listen, Tim Pool, I know you don't listen to this program, but if you do, if somebody wants to share this take a moment to reflect on just how wrong you are and then consider everything else you say
2: possibly being
1: as wrong uh because first of all you don't dig deep you want to be a political pundit you want to you want to stand up there with the the people who are making big waves in, in the political circles YouTubers but you don't ever do your homework. You read the headlines, you react, and then the most important thing, you want to pander to the crowd that's going to monetize you and help you uh, make a living off of YouTube. And when that becomes your priority, the truth is not your priority. And and actually looking into what the truth is and stating it from a educated standpoint is not going to be in in the offering for you because sometimes, quite often, the truth will be unpopular and not help you make money. If you're going to tell the truth, if you're going to be looking at things objectively and finding out the details beyond the headlines, you're not going to make a lot of money on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Just what it is. Anyway, it's Friday. Let's not talk about Nazis and swat stickers and all that kind of stuff. Because there'll be no swat stickers on this program. Just the idea, though, that when somebody's fucking crazy, they pretty much you you know they don't just get crazy overnight. Nobody just gets fucking crazy overnight. Kanye West, if you remember, and this is all so fucking bizarre. Jumped uh, he, he. Basically, George. He was on, I believe, Saturday Night Live when he said George Bush hates black people. George Bush, for all his faults, was not a racist. He, he, <laughs> he, that, he. If you look at the man's behavior and the and his family, you know, I think he has a grandson, George Bush Jr., who's very dark, um, but. He's just not a racist. And you could say a lot of, he's an idiot. You you can be on the other side and think he's a diabolical uh, madman genius, whatever. I think I'm more on the idiot side of that uh, game. But he was never a racist. But you look at the people who Kanye is surrounding himself with now, Nick Fuentes He actually came out and said black people are dangerous. All black people. Not just, you know, not just one black person, a black person. Black people are dangerous and inferior. This is so, what's, you know, the inconsistency there is just mind-boggling. Wow, we got a a, a pretty full chat room over there. Let's see who's there. Uh, Good morning, William. Can we get some coffee in here? Oh, yeah. I was a little late getting started. Forgot I had a show. <laughs> I was I was um, looking at reels on YouTube. Oh, shorts, they call them on YouTube. I don't like calling them shorts because shorts make me think of my underwear. Uh, I'll call them reels. There's this girl on YouTube. She's a really good guitar player. Very good looking. And wears clothes that reveal how perfect her body is while she's playing guitar but th- that's not <laughs> where i'm going. i am I just you know that's why i stop and watch <laughs> i'll be honest with you there. i am a, a still a uh an objectifying male um but what baffles me about her is she smiles she has this Smile for a photograph, smile, several times while playing. You know, she'll do a little riff and look up and, like, put on the Hollywood smile and go back to playing. And she does this frequently in all her reels. And I'm like, is that a put on? Is she consciously thinking, smile for the camera, or is this just a conditioned thing for her? Or is she generally that happy about the riff she just played? it's baffling to me and these are the kind of things that keep me up at night <laughs> Thinking, wow is she really is she really happy or cuz i know people who have, just have this smile and it's a i mean i wish i, I should have left one of the reels up so i could play it because you can't know unless you know who i'm talking about um you probably don't know have a clue what i'm talking about but you know, I've never been, I've never in my life, I shouldn't say never in my life, I rarely will put on a fake smile for any reason. And just to see somebody do it, and do it convincingly, it it, it confuses me. I'm an easily confused old dog, what can I say? Um, I'm always, I'm switching gears here, switching, did you see that? I just um well with the west coasties i often i say this a lot but I really appreciate when the West coasties get up early to do this program it's hard for me <laughs> to get up early to do this program and it's not really that early when i i mean I get into the studio generally about seven thirty eight o'clock uh, but we don't go live until nine o'clock today, nine one, because somebody forgot he had a show. uh Mike Grief is with us today from Los Angeles, California, and it is early. And I'm I'm wondering uh how and why he could possibly do it, but I appreciate him being here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in Mike Grief from Los Angeles, California. How are you?
2: Oh, I am tired. This, I'll tell you what. I can, I can do it because I didn't sleep all night. <laughs> this, <laughs> you should call this cocaine with the dog. It would be more. uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, uh, now that's cool. My um,
2: no, I was going to say it's not that bad. It's like you know, I I generally go to sleep about you know one two o'clock in the morning. So it's like, uh, and I'm you know not a young I'm, I'm i don't know you're a little older than me but you know i get up at like three to take a pee and uh so i got up at my usual 330 and uh
1: i tell you uh um it's gotten to the point where i, I think i get up every 20 minutes to pee now it's like where is it all coming from because i stopped drinking liquid somewhere uh, drinking liquid like i could drink solid uh I stopped drinking somewhere around 9 o'clock at night, and I don't go to bed until 12.31. And then somehow I still have to pee. Like, where's my pee and, like, is my blood uh, liquefying?
2: Well, at least at least you're actually peeing, and it's not getting up thinking you have to pee, and you go and you can't pee, you know? Yeah. I I've I mean, it's solid. <laughs> I like that. It's like last time I peed, it was pizza. I peed a pizza, you know?
1: yeah and i i find like sometimes i just want to sleep while i'm peeing so i stand up and I, I got this kind of thing where i just kind of sleep against the wall with my dick pointing down and then my my wife goes did you pee all over the floor last night <laughs> uh
2: possibly that's and that's why you have a dog no that, that was the dog. i i i was too lazy to let him out you know so. yeah, yeah. Like, why, why did he do it in the bathroom though you know
1: we did blame it on the cat. I blamed it on the cats one day because uh, we had a cat who was living in the bathroom for about a week after she had a, her leg cut off. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I know, it sounds brutal, but she actually... You know, with a cat, if you cut its leg off, it goes back, like, that afternoon, it will be like, okay, I'm going to go back to living normally. Uh, really?
2: I've never <laughs> gone back to check on him, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Now, Mike, I got—I got to ask you. Get, let's get seriously stupid here for a second.
2: You're a Jewish man, aren't you? I am. I am. I'm the undercover Jew. I'm the unsuspected Jew. Well,
1: I'm—I'm I'm told by people lately in, in the news that you your people actually run the world, and I'm just wondering if you are in any of the committees. Could you pull some strings for me? Could you, you get any?
2: I, I I get it. I get a check once a month, but I don't really. I'm not on any of the big committees or anything like that. Although I'm I'm trying to get on the space laser committee.
1: Oh, I forgot about the the Jewish space lasers. I forgot yeah. all about them. Yeah, they're... which is
2: totally a mistake. People think it's like we're going to destroy shit with it. No, we're just going to go into your mind and and you know make you think. You know, I mean, what kind of this stupidity going? On. I, I I don't know if it's real. I saw a video yesterday with uh, Kanye pre- standing up for Nazis. Did did. De- I, I just I just want to smash his head in with a fucking bat. You know what I mean? At this point, it's like, I don't want to argue with him. I don't want to talk to him. I just want to go, hey, you know what? You show up, I'll show up. You show up without your bodyguards, and let's see if you walk out of the room.
1: Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, people are acting like he just became crazy. Like, yeah. Like, you know what? If you didn't see this coming, I mean, remember when he jumped on stage uh, with Taylor Swift and wanted to take her Grammy because she was too white?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just it's you know what it's it's you you get these people and and it's all their whole life. I guess his whole adult life he's been told that he's a genius and he's this and he's that and you start to believe your own shit. You know because I think mean, most artists, and I, and I know you're you know you'd agree we have like low self esteem to begin with. You know, so yeah. like overcompensate and so when somebody's telling you, oh my god, you're brilliant, you're a genius. You know, and his mind must have just flipped out. He just believes that everything he thinks is got to be, you know, duh, the words from Christ. You know, I'm wondering
1: if if that's it, or if he really has like some kind of chemical imbalance. I know, because he definitely portrays or or, or demonstrates the. Um... The symptoms of bipolarism, but in longer sprints, like go, he'll be manic for a year or five yeah. years, and then depressed for a. It's very weird, but no, he's getting way too much attention. Yeah, uh, but attention, I think it's important. And I brought this up the other night because I had a, a author on who wrote this book about wisdoms and all this stuff, and I was like, people. And especially the people will say never forget. You know the never forget crowd. They won't bring up uh, uh, two thousand one like it. It was uh, uh, you know something we should never forget. But but before that, never forget. There was the Holocaust. We'll never forget. Never forget. Right. The and it seems like we have forgotten the Holocaust. I know I'm joking about it here, but I feel like anti-Semitism is welcome. In the in the United States, and I feel, and I said this, and I got some backlash about it, that. We've always had a Nazi problem in in America. What happened since World War II, anyway, or even before World, leading up to World War II, we've had a Nazi problem. The patriotism of World War II drove a lot of those people under the in, into the woodwork, and Donald Trump coming out and just being able to say inappropriate things all the time just felt gave them license to just come out and say whatever they want in a way it's a good thing at least we now can deal with the problem and say it's real we've had a nazi problem stop denying it there i'm not saying it's a majority of the people on the right but i do think it's a bigger minority than we've ever uh, actually acknowledged to say that we we have a fucking nazi problem in america
2: well, I I think it's 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 we have a media problem. We have a manipulation problem. Yes, there's a lot of these morons that think that way, but I don't think it's any more than it ever. You know, I, I think they were always there, but there were there were small. Yeah, you know, and, and and it what it is, yes, Trump gave them permission to come out freely and, and, and be what they are. And, and it's all just just stupidity because it's always been I mean, since I was a little kid. You know, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy to tattoo this and that. Nobody ever expects me to be, you know, and even when I was a kid being Jewish, let me tell you, I, I grew up in projects in in Queens and my parents, they did us such a great favor. They sent us to Catholic school and this isn't bullshit. It's not comedy. <laughs> I went to St. Rita's school for eight years as a fucking Jewish kid and everyone knew I was Jewish, you know, so you talk about anti, but it was joking and it was, it was, there was nothing no vicious, whatever. But as time went on, you know, it's like I saw the real stuff, you know. And you become it's like I grew up like ashamed to be Jewish, hiding that I was Jewish, afraid somebody'd find out. You know what I mean? And it was like, and then I grew up and I was like, you know what, fuck that. You know, it's like I'm not gonna like give in to people's hate because it's it's most of it is is stupidity and misunderstanding. You know, I I believe you get a lot of people in there and and like like this idiot yay with the Jews and. Or, or even even Chappelle did it recently on Saturday Night Live. Did this anti-Semitic? You know, everyone's like, oh, he's a genius. He's an anti-Semitic. You know, piece of fuck. Anyway, <laughs> I don't, don't want to go too crazy on the show, but you know, it's it's because now now. I've, uh, first of all, everyone you need an enemy. If you're gonna, you, you need somebody to demonize, and and that's what Trump was really good at to demonize. And He demonized the whole, you know, everyone. It's like you know, not only the the Mexicans, the blacks, the gays, this that and and, and, you know, th- then, what do you do? You get at like one or two, like he gets a like a Herschel Walker. yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a racist. Look at this. I've got a black buddy, you know <laughs> but, 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 as far as the Jews go, when when they came to this country, they couldn't get a job. People think Jews own everything. The reason why the Jews own a lot of stuff is because they couldn't get a job. My grandfather, he, he, he had to work anything that he could because there was like in the, a lot of the big companies, there was a policy. They wouldn't hire Jews. It was an actual policy. They would not hire Jews. They wouldn't hire like Italians, it, you know? And so, you know, these people had to go into business for themselves. It's not a mistake that they own businesses and they, because they had to, they would starve to death.
1: Right. You know, I had, the, I had the best explanation for that from Sam Cedar who, uh, is is jewish and uh really smart uh he's a he's very far on the left so politically uh people can just take that with a grain of salt but he explained to me theories about why uh jewish people are in certain industries and basically he's a historian talking about the days when um when and going back two thousand years where um jews were taking off uh by by the rabbis and changed the faith from being just one of uh handed down uh traditions and culture to actually torah based uh, and so everybody had to learn and read and write so the jewish people were the first to really uh embrace education for everybody and make it mandatory that you learn to read and write. So it should not be surprising that people who are like accountants or, or or banking and all this stuff, because they were the first ones to get educated. And, and it, it goes through all of it, the stuff that you talked about, the oppression and all that stuff. So that, you know, but if you understand that still, if you come to the conclusion like Kanye does that the Jews run the world then why would they allow the Holocaust to happen? why would they why, why... Would they allow
2: him to have a platform? why would anyone allow him or any of these if we if we controlled the world you know you know I'm, it's like
1: it, right. it's
2: in, it's insanity it's like if, if I, we were controlling the world trust me it would be a lot different you know? and
1: the, think about this Israel is the is the cat litter box of the Middle East as far yeah. as w- valuable property. You got Saudi Arabia on all this oil. You have yeah. Iraq on all this oil. You have Jordan, Syria. Yeah, and, and the people who are supposedly controlling the world just take the cat litter box for themselves or actually had to be given it because because <laughs> exactly. they were, were almost eliminated. But,
2: yeah, if but, only Moses would have took a left. What the yeah. hell is <laughs> wrong with you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um, what, now, obviously, you go into the gym, but what, what are your days filled with you? Like you just- banging your hot wife all day and then going to the gym and coming home (laughs) doing cocaine till four o'clock in the morning. What's your life?
2: I mean, you know, well, my (laughs) life is, is, uh, you know, like I say, well, I, I, you know, get up and do, you know, do the vitamins, do the gym only because, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get as healthy as I can. I three years of this pandemic really kind of like, uh, you know, no gym, no nothing gained 40 pounds. And so, yeah, just, just trying to come out of it and, and, and get healthy. And uh, I've been doing a lot of writing. Uh, I actually did some stand up not too long ago, Uh, just trying to get back, get, get, you know, get my life back on track, doing that kind of stuff, doing, doing our podcast, the, uh, the, the, the big bad broadcast and things like that, you know, just trying to get the creative stuff flowing.
1: That was, that was, that's a once a week thing, the big bad broadcasting. Now, the last I heard you had Tommy Chong on, have you done one since then?
2: Yeah, we did one uh, yesterday. We had uh, Mike Rock Rubin, who's uh, uh, the Long Island comic. Uh, he was also one of the uh, writer-producers on The King of Queens. Uh, he does every, you know, he's, he's done, he's kind of grown up in the business with Kevin James. So he's, you know, he, he wrote on the the, the, the big, bo- the whole thing. Here comes the boom and all Kevin stuff.
1: Funny, every a lot of the comedians I know who uh on Long Island uh, somehow, kevin james uh name comes up in every one of their bios or or work histories or something a lot you know a lot of people and i'm not saying riding their coattails but a lot of he's done and i don't know the man because i've heard some negative things about him but it seems to me like he's done a lot for (coughs) comedians on long island and, and i don't think he gets any kind of credit for helping people with their careers ever i mean we... Well, we, we
2: we talked about that a little yesterday you know that he did he you know it's it's a uh, it's it's he didn't he, you know hesitate you know to bring some of his friends from long island along with him and give him you know either jobs writing or act if you watch his movies you see a lot of like you know his brothers in a lot of his stuff and i don't know maybe a lot of people don't know that gary valentine, is gary a lot valentine. that's his brother uh, you know and, and all these guys uh richie Menor, Bean, you know just a lot of comics that probably you know most people wouldn't know their names but they're they've been in his a lot of different parts either in his TV show or in, in his movies yeah pat Pat me not, not me but pat you know, Oswald he,
1: really got famous because of king of queens more than more than his stand-up stuff but now now he's here yeah
2: yeah. I've known all these guys forever, and honestly, like I said, I, I Pat Noswell, nice guy and everything. But if you would have said, you know, hey, is this guy going to be? And I would have been like, oh, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um,
1: so the com- com- comedy world now, uh, man, it, it's just so. I had a guy on uh, or, or contact me about being on the show. He wanted to be on the show to promote. He's got an. He's he's been doing it for less than two years and he wanted to promote a show that he's producing uh he's hosting it and he's he does five minutes in the show and he wanted to come on i said okay and they said well can i get uh 50 to 100 dollars for my appearance on your show and i was like <laughs> are you <is> this <laughs> real it's <laughs> uh, like he, showing up
2: at an open mic on what does it pay what does
1: right. it, What's it <laughs> and so i think ego I mean people are doing comedy once or twice in their lives and I've never it was never this way in the past where somebody went to a comedy club or open mic night they did well and all of a sudden they maybe it was I just didn't notice it but uh walking around like they're Eddie Murphy just uh,
2: released oh Raw my, or whatever yeah it's it's terrible you know what it is it's uh, so many uh, uh, so many shows on TV at least there were there were, you know you can't change the channel out seeing so stand up so they needed content so they'd take these guys you know, I'm doing comedy six months, and and yeah, here they are, they got a spot on, you know, giggle time on you whatever on some cable channel. And then, you know, they go to the club like there's somebody. They got they got maybe three minutes worth of stuff that might be funny, but they think who they are because they had a little TV time, and it's just and so so then you go to a club and you expect to see a funny show, but you see this guy who has three minutes and, and all his friends, and you never go back to the club, you know. It's it just it's comedy if it, you know. In the old days, you had to earn your bones. You know what I mean? It's like you said. I we did open mics for a couple of years. I got my first paid gig. I think when I was, I think I was doing comedy a year and a half, and back then it was you know. I, I I got that first fifteen minutes together. You always wanted to get that that Johnny Carson five minutes together, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when when you have guests on the program, have yeah, uh, this is a kind of a. Uh, tricky question to to ask you, and I, I, a political question, I guess, and not about <laughs> politics, but a political uh question. And have you? Because I know you don't book uh, the guest Craig books the guest. Have you ever had a guest where? Um, and I'm not going to ask you to name them, but have you have you ever had the guest where you you thought, well, this guy's not as big, He's just full of ego and not really as great as he thinks he is, and and um. You know, just full of themselves about their alleged. No, I, don't, I
2: don't think we have because we. I think we, uh, you know, and 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 uh, we all kind of hit on our friends for the for for the guests. Craig Craig usually does book them, but you know, it's like they'll be could be friends of John, but but I think we put we try to put quality and substance over you know flash and whatever you know because. John Ferentino, you know, he's been in the business. You know, like I said, he he entertained at the Last Supper. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, he was that guy grabbed the bread. What, what do you mean it's your it's your body? Hey, Jesus, your body's delicious. You know, whatever. But, you know, we've been, we've been doing this for a long time. We have a lot of friends. We know a lot of people. And so, uh, you know, we try to do, we talk about who the guests are going to be. And we always go for quality and substance over, you know, ego and five minutes of fame stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I I asked that because uh and I'm not going to name him. And right. on no matter what you can't force me to name him, not even at gunpoint. Uh, <laughs> I think so, all I had to do was probably ask somebody him. who <laughs> was on your show who I've had some dealings with, who what he he was I don't think he works anymore. Uh maybe he does but I don't see him, but he was just so full of ego when I dealt with him that I, I had to actually say, no, thanks. I, I'd rather not do the show with you. Just in the preparation for it. And I I, uh, I watched when you guys, and uh, you guys were respectful to him. It was a good program when when you had him on. But for me, it was like, this is a different guy. Why did he have such a, such a really uh, abrasive ego and just a, an opinion of his career he was, you know he's somebody people will know that's why i'm not saying
2: his name yeah but i'm, ch- I'm trying to imagine i'm trying to imagine who that could be because uh, like i said the uh,
1: well i'll tell you offline uh, but yeah um no it's just
2: because it, it it
1: surprises me sometimes that because i've had some really good comedians on i've had people people who are rock stars and, and they don't have Necessarily any ego to him, some, some of the more successful ones have no ego. And then I yeah. see this guy who was, uh, I don't want to, <laughs> he was on a lot of um television shows as uh second banana or things,
2: <laughs> right? Right,
1: right. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, you know what, I am Richard Pryor, I am George Collin, I am whatever, yeah. Uh, I,
2: you know what, I like I said, I, uh, I, I, I. When we do the show, and even if it is somebody who I'm not, you know, personally, I don't know that well. And this might this person is probably unless because we've we've had people I don't like on the show. I'm not going to say who they are either. (laughs) And usually it's because of, you know, outside of comedy issues. It has nothing to do with whether they're good or not. It's, you know, other stuff. But but, you know, when we're on the show, I do my best to treat every, you know, treat them with respect. I forget. They took their time. You know, unless they're being arrogant and stupid, I'll I don't care, I'll call you out. I don't give a damn. But if they're being, you know, whatever, I'll I'll you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat them with respect, you know, because they took their time. Well, I done you this show do twice,
1: show. and I, I think I was arrogant and stupid both times, and you didn't call me out. So
2: thank you. But we expect thank we you. expect that from you. It's not like you know. It's like that's who Matt is. So you know, we're <laughs> going to call him out for being you know, no. <laughs> Yeah, I get it.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Well, I do enough calling myself out about being an arrogant, stupid person, so uh,
2: I don't no, need any help. You, you definitely aren't that, but but you know, it, it's um. Uh, you know I, I don't know it's a strange business it's a strange business I, I i've seen it and you say in comedy it's like you see people and they go up on stage i i think comics have this warped sensibility of who they are you know i've seen guys go on stage and just die and they'll come off stage and they'll go god i really killed them and then you you know it's like me i'll i go on stage, and i'm, and I'm not this isn't ego or whatever but i've gone on stage and done really well And I come off almost every time I come on stage, I go, my God, I'm so, how do I hate my terror? You know, it's like a separation. It's like, I don't know. I'm the opposite. I have the opposite ego thing.
1: Yeah. I I have definite big time imposter syndrome to the point where, and you know what, what I do in playing, playing music now, imposter syndrome is reinforced every day because I see, and you, you can't understand this in the comedy world because you don't, You can't possibly have this where a three or four year old child will come out and show mastery of the craft that you've been working on for your entire life. And just be, and our social media is filled with people this big who can do (laughs) my job better than me.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, I mean that I, that's, you can't say anything but prodigy, you know, I think that, that, uh, that's sort of a divine, thing some people are just born and because there's no way like you said a little kid like that there's not enough time in life for them to be that good an adult has to practice even somebody with with, with the leanings who was you know has that talent it takes years and years and years so i, I think that's some kind of divine thing they're born with maybe, maybe it's carried over from another life
1: that that there's something to that and i think that a lot but i would think there would be one or two born with uh comedic uh, prodigy, and you don't. It's impossible. You can't see a four-year-old doing stand-up that will
2: just. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's maybe that's because their parents won't put them on. You know what I mean? Because they're too dirty.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that's true. <laughs> you know, if a kid grabs a guitar, grabs goes on the piano, that's cute. But if a little kid stands up there and goes, you know, I, I was <laughs> banging your mother the other night. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa, hey, get this kid out of here. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I got you got me <laughs> <laughs> um so with television stuff I, I you know you've done your share of television uh is that dried up for for cuz you know what people used to talk about going on auditions and stuff like that and, and to me i think uh covid did a, a real damage on that now people are doing auditions on zoom and that's not that's not
2: no that 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 has screwed me up a lot because especially, I mean, I I think I won a lot of the jobs in the room. You know what I mean? You go in there and you actually meet the producers, you meet the whoever, and and you just like, you win them right there. They go, wow, this is, you know, and uh, it's just so more impersonal on Zoom. And I don't, they're not, you know, it's just, it's it's not the same. So, I mean, I've done a couple of Zoom auditions. Uh, I'm actually uh, excited because I'm just, I'm just going to put a push on things now that I'm feeling safer, a little safer to go out. I'm I'm gonna you know hopefully start going out and getting some live auditions, but I don't know if anyone's doing them anymore.
1: I don't think anybody, nobody I talk to is doing a live audition. And most people are actually doing rehearsals now on the you know read table reads and all that kind of stuff on Zoom. It's just like yeah. I to me you're being a little too paranoid. I and
2: maybe- I think so. Actors, you have to get together. There's 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 a chemistry that happens when you're in the room. It's just not the same. It's I don't see how you can you can maybe rehearse. So you learn the words, but you're not going to get the emotional life, you know, that you need to do a scene on zoom.
1: Right. How long have you been, um, in California?
2: Uh, I came out when I came out in 95. So what's that? 28 years or something like that.
1: And, and yeah, you go to Florida to visit, uh, either your, your parents or in-laws or somebody. So, uh, the po- point I'm getting here, are, are you, um, and are you, um, removed from New York winters, in the uh, appreciation of uh, weather and seasons.
2: <laughs> no, I actually I live in elevation. I live I live a uh, couple of thousand. So so we actually have it's 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 snowed here right now. It's uh, it's been going down to free under freezing at night. So ah. I still have an appreciation of. Matter of fact, I'm sweating now because of my wife has the heat on, like you know, killing me. But
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I got to have a talk with my wife because I I got home from the studio last night uh and it was it was freezing and i couldn't get warm and then sometime around 1 a.m the heat kicks on and she's got like the thermostat set so it becomes the entire house becomes a sauna between 1 a.m and like 5 (laughs) a.m i'm getting naked pulling throwing And yeah. then and then I'm freezing again. It's like they wait till I, you go
2: to sleep because they know that you'll yell, yell at them for having the thermostat down, you know, whatever. So when you're asleep and then they turn it up to 75 or whatever and you know, you wake up like, "Oh my god, I'm dying." Yeah.
1: <laughs> do people still in LA or in uh you're not in LA, you're up in the mountains. I did not know that. Uh, well, but- I'm in
2: LA County, so but but I've only been up here a couple of years. I was living down in in, you know, uh, I was living in Burbank, which is you know right in the central a lot of studios around you know so the, the the Disney Studios Warner Brothers easy jump down into Hollywood for the other studio you know do, do people still
1: uh pinpoint your accent immediately or not or do, do you just blend in now
2: no nah, they you nah, I I don't hear it but you know people always know oh what are you, you for I don't hear you? it either
1: which means you still have it because if you didn't have it I would right. I would definitely hear California I, you just seem like a guy down the block
2: yeah, no, I, I I don't hear it. But the funny thing is is that I could probably just when I well, I've read for things and, and instead of just talking like this, see, because I don't hear it. So I'll get a part where it says New York guy, you know, and I'll be like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's mean? like I gotta lay it on New York guy. How you doing? You know, I don't think I'm New York enough.
1: <laughs> right. You sound you sound a little Philly when you do New York.
2: <laughs> That's Brooklyn. You got you got your you know, totally different Brooklyn yeah, Bronx. Yeah.
1: yeah, I hear it. <laughs> what about the food? I mean, you talk about getting healthy and you know, doing vitamins and going to the gym. Um, I, I I can't be in another part of the country now. I'm I'm so acclimated to New York food, and I know people uh, think I, I'm wrong about this, but pizza, Chinese food, yes, uh, you just no, can't right. you can't get them in any place. No. But New and York see food. my
2: see when we go back, like say my wife goes back, you know, to see to see her father. And, and, and he's in Howard Beach, which, you, you know, you can't get more Italian than Howard Beach. So every time she goes, she packs a couple of New Park pizzas in the suitcase. You know, it's so, a matter of fact, I just had a slice last night of New Park Sicilian pizza. You know, although <laughs> there is a place in Hollywood called Joe's that has pizza as good as New and And I'm a critic. I'm total critic. This is as good as New York pizza. So, wow. Yeah. Um, Chinese food. Forget it. Unless I don't know. I haven't tried Chinatown I'm too far. It's an I'm not going to drive an hour and a half to Chinatown to get. Chinese food.
1: My so, buddy Lenny, I shouldn't call him my buddy. I grew up with him. I, we don't really talk much anymore. Uh his father was Luca Brazzi in the, in the Godfather. He owns um he owns uh I think it's called Luca brazzi's It might be. Anyway, it, it's in Westwood a pizza place. I would imagine cuz he, you know, he would be
2: afraid place. to walk into a place like that. <laughs> Luca <laughs> Brazzi. I'm like, hey, you know,
1: Try to try to veal. It's the best in the city. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to. You don't want to go out to dinner with Michael Corleone in that place for sure. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know what? It is what it is. Now, gyms. You uh, now you mentioned the gym. Are you a Planet Fitness guy? I could have sworn I'd seen you. Yeah,
2: I'm a Planet Fitness guy. Planet yeah. fitness guy. <laughs> Why? It's, hey, you know what? They got the stuff you need, Dan.
1: I know, I know, but the people. Uh, is the problem with do you go this is where you go at special hours when they because i get college kids or i get like senior citizens all at once i mean and i'm a senior citizen of course but i mean people that make me look young i I get like 80 and 90 year olds flooding the place and they're like you know (laughs) incontinent there no i
2: don't i don't you know what it's funny but up where i am i don't uh, I, i see a few, but maybe a few people my age, maybe slightly a one or two, but, but no, mostly it's, it's younger. I see mostly, you know, uh, uh younger. So it's, it drives me because it's like, it's a, in a weird way. You know, I, I see this, you know, this young bull and he's just pushing and he's doing and whatever, and I'm, it just drives me on. It goes, man, yeah, come on. You know, I got to, got to keep up.
1: What do you do now? Uh, um, looking at your arms, you probably uh, and and you're up. Uh, you're probably doing a lot of bench press.
2: Uh, curl. I use the machines, man. I'll tell you what. I gave up on on because I work out by myself, so it's like I don't I don't go and lay down on a bench and bench press. But I use I use all the machines and I just really? on different days, whatever I'm feeling. I just if I feel strong, I'm pushing more weight. If I don't, I'm pushing less. You know.
1: What about um, core and legs? Do you do you do sit ups and that kind of crunches? Yeah,
2: I do. I do sit ups and I do that. You know that machine that pulls you up. Look at that. Right. But yeah, I do that machine. I will do sit ups. I don't. I used to do a lot for my legs. Right in the in the beginning, and then it had the pandemic again. The beginning of the pandemic, I got a, a, a one of those DVD blood clots, DVT blood, deep vein thrombosis, blood, and, and it was I was working out and I was pushing weights, And, and that's when it's, I know that's when it started. I felt something in my leg. And so I've been a little nervous about pushing too much on the legs, but I'll walk on the treadmill and do some light leg stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I always thought about, uh, legs work was, uh, not that important because your legs are carrying you around. life. Yeah. they They get worked out. They're all the time You're walking yeah. do enough actual stairs I I used to do deliveries in uh for the government I don't talk about it uh, <laughs> but there was one time where uh I, I delivered to a federal building it was like I think it was like 48 stories and the elevators were out and I had a, a hand truck full of uh, four four boxes that each weighed a hundred pounds so that's 400 pounds plus the hand truck wow. and I have to pull it up Forty flights of stairs. I was like, you know, if if I ever, I think I did enough leg work in that one day and back work. I'm sorry, but that
2: that load would have gone back to the warehouse. <laughs> well, There's no yeah, way. It,
1: there, there was no warehouse. This no. is the I was a courier for for the government. And in other uh, words, do
2: Deliver yeah. it or don't come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was.
1: It was that. It was top top uh, secret. Uh, security stuff, you know, and all that kind of wow. stuff. Uh, so, no, it had to get there. They'll, and, you know, on that note, one day I got to bring a truckload, a vanload full of uh, manuals to Groton, Connecticut, to the submarine nuclear base, and they have to be there by 2 o'clock, or I'm dead. This is what my boss tells me. Like, you <laughs> got you got to get... So I'm leaving at 5.30 in the morning from Long Island, thinking I got to be trafficking. I, he says, I'm dead, right right i go to a deli to get coffee and a bagel or whatever and i come out and some guy's got like road rage about how i parked and trying to pick a fight with me and uh i i just slapped the guy and i went to walk to my truck and he gets out with a bat Hmm. and he he has a bat now i'm like oh what do i i can't just like try to get in the car he takes a full swing of the bat and hits me right here on the crown crown of my head and i stood there and my eyes Blurred up, (laughs) and I'm like, and you could see the. It was like a cartoon thing. You could see the knot grow on the top of my head, and then I fought the guy (laughs) in that condition, like with a fractured skull. I fought him. I took the bat from him, and instead of like beating him up, when I got the bat, I just threw the bat. Got in the van. But the reason I'm even telling you this, I drove to Groton, Connecticut, with this thing growing on the top of my head, with this insane headache. The fractions go oh, really, and I right. got nothing for it. And made sure those documents got there because I,
2: <laughs> that, that and, submarine wouldn't have been able to leave. That was the manual on how to operate the submarine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, but I, you know, I, and and that's it's it's uh, so weird you say that. It's like, you know, that's so New York, you know what I mean? It's like, take, <laughs> take the bat from the you know what, I don't have time. Next time I see you, I'm gonna fuck <laughs> kill you, you son of a bitch, but I don't got time today, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my fighting days were were over until about six months ago. Uh, somebody was uh, actually in the neighborhood robbing uh, or breaking into cars, and and I caught him in the act. And he was a young man. He was like 23, 24, I think. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm too fucking old for this. No, but that's you, why want- you
2: need these guys. You need your dog. You got to have a fuck. Let the dog out mm-hmm. on him.
1: Yeah, my dogs would would have run away. To be honest, I know the, mine
2: too. Unless unless the fucking guy had like a balloon <laughs> suit on or some shit, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, so I, but you know, I I was able to hold the guy. I got him in a full Nelson, hold him till the cops came. I told the lady to call the cops. Uh, but man, it was fucking exhausting. It's like I, I had a breath having a heart attack. You know what? I don't. Those days are long. <laughs>
2: yeah. Listen, I'm 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 you know whatever. But but the truthfully, the, they're over for me too. I'm not going to stand there and fight some maniac. I'm, if I, if if I can, I'm just going to leave, walk away because it doesn't make sense. First of all, the world is full of fucking pussies, if you'll excuse the fucking expression. But everyone's got a gun or this and that. It's like nobody dukes it out anymore. Right? You know, in the old days, that was it. It was like you know, listen, you got your ass kicked, you kicked somebody's ass, but you walked away. But it's not like that anymore. And yeah. it's and the second thing too, it's like I'm you know, 60 years old. I'm going to sit there and fight some guy. It's like what for? It's right. like you, you know win? what. Yeah, it's like, you know, he wins He wins if he gets me to, to lower me to that point. Now, if he comes at me and he, I'm going to defend myself, and I'm, and I'm not going to like, you know, I, honestly, I'm going to freaking disable him very quickly because I don't have the stamina I had 25 years ago. You know, my father taught me that. You know, it's like, fucking, take him out quick. Don't sit there, play with him. Don't hold him in the head like snap as fucking. you know, whatever. I'm disabling yeah, yeah. you quickly.
1: Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Uh, and, you know... He best in, you know in in the day i would probably think uh less of the idea of just avoidance I, that made you a pussy but now i'm like you know what it's it uh, smart people live longer
2: yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's and and you know what it's like it's, it's it's like i grew up it's like i don't have to be that rageful because and, and and that was on me you know i would get enraged at the stupidest little things you know what i mean like Then I would only have like if you cut me off in the car, I'm probably going to scream and tell you a little story about your mother. But besides that, you know, it's like why, why, why get my blood pressure all out of whack? Why let it? You know, it's like I, I, I think I've earned to the point in my life where I can be serene, enjoy my life. I don't have to let some moron decide what my day is going to be like.
1: There you go. And I think this is happening to me too. And I question why is it um a low t issue with me i it could be but i i don't know what it is but uh i mentioned this the other night things that would set me off in a rage little things that would set me off in a rage or just get me to a point of extreme stress aren't anymore and i don't know why uh, did you do anything like meditate, you know any of the yes rage? i do
2: actually I, i'm i meditate you know Matter of fact, I do I, I was doing it some before the show. I do it before our show just to clear my mind, just to get the channel clear and all that stuff, you know. But yeah, I meditate and all that stuff. It's 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 I've had to work hard on it because my my father was like a raging maniac. He
1: Mine was, too. Yeah. You know,
2: and, and his age didn't matter. I mean, I saw him, you know, s- s- go to stab a guy with a screwdriver. I think he was in his 60s, you know, the the guy had, you know, given him the finger, you know, and, and whatever. And you get out to argue with him, the guy did something. And my father <laughs> It's like, you know, I don't want to be that guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mike Zinn says wisdom. I got to see if I can play this clip. I played it the other night because my guest wrote a book about 22 wisdoms, and I wanted to share uh, what Tommy Chong had to say about wisdom. Hold on. Let me find this really quick. Uh, here, Tommy Chong talks about wisdom. Wisdom is delegated <laughs> to the ones that are still here. Right to be able to talk about it. Wisdom. One of the uh, my definitions of wisdom is the ability to know when to shut the fuck up.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Working on it.
2: <laughs>
1: <Anyway>. Oh,
2: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and and it's not an easy thing to do. It's not because my ego, my pride, all that. You know, you get some some young punk, or even 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 somebody my whatever. And my ego wants to, I'm going to show who, you know, because I used to be, you know? Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't, it's just, yeah, it, it takes a lot to just know when to shut the fuck up.
1: But <laughs> you mentioned the car. And this, I was thinking about this the other day because I was stuck in one of these, the light's green, nobody's going. And, and I, I felt that internal road rage happening in me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, if this is so ridiculous because if I'm sitting in, sitting still in this room I'm not going to be getting rage. But if I'm sitting still in a vehicle that is running... For some reason, that increases my anxiety, and I it's, come on, just go. Like I'm fine, just sitting here right now, not moving. Yeah. Why? What about the vehicle or the engine running or being on the road that does that to us? That makes us different. Well, I know, people? I know,
2: I know what it is on the road. At least, like when somebody cuts me, it's it's a, it's it's see. And this is a human condition, and I and I know it to be true for me, is that uh, anger covers up fear. So when somebody cuts me off, whoa, hey, they scared and the first thing I do is I'm not going to show you I'm scared. I'm gonna fucking come on, I'm gonna smash your fucking, you know, that whole thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I went through that whole thing with, with my uh temper management stuff, understanding that almost every single time that I had a um an incident where I I punched a refrigerator out or yeah. broke a windshield yeah. from punching it or whatever, that it was my reaction to fear of well, uh, the moment whatever what was it, something that i was actually i didn't know i was trying yeah. to avoid the uh fear of that outcome and so what always worked for me the, the thing that can uh, i was conditioned from was if i just act like a gorilla and get really mad people will get afraid of me and back up and then that yeah. won't happen
2: <laughs> yeah and, and and you know what helps me in the car like why it doesn't happen as much because i tell myself i'm not in a hurry I'm not on my way, you know, maybe this guy's on his way to, work. you know, may, maybe this guy's wife just had a heart attack, he's rushing to get home, maybe something, and I tell, you know, or, or or another one, like what you said, at the light, where it's frustrating, and somebody told me this, and it works, maybe that's a little old man, you know what I mean, and he's just, you know, it's his reflex, it's like, try to be loving, kind, gentle, it's, you know, try to add some of that to the world instead of what I used to add to it, which was, you know, you, you know, you have a problem when you get sent to anger management from anger management. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my way to anger management and I'm having a a (laughs) road rage. That's
2: it. You get into a fist fight in anger management. What are you looking at me? (laughs) motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, uh, Yeah. I think, and I don't remember what it was, but there was some classic scene, maybe from a movie or a television show where they were in anger management and the entire thing ended up being a brawl. Uh, everybody in anger management fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I knew Mike Zinn says, I like this guy. I knew he would when you start talking about it and what you're adding to the world and universe and all that. It's Mike yeah. you know, Mike Zinn's uh, host of a live stream of Consciousness, a Fool's Journey, and a whole bunch of like 19 billion other podcasts, just like everybody else on the planet. Very now, back cool. to yours for a minute. Is Joe Silky still part of the show? Because anytime I tune in, he's not there. And I've been on it, he's not there. Yeah.
2: Is he well still I, I i I don't want to say no he hasn't been there in a while because I know that his personal life is, is he's been you know incredibly busy with stuff like that so I think he has the desire he wants to you know do the show and he does add a lot to it he did a lot of our graphic stuff you know and 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 he used to go on location I used to you know I enjoy having him there but I just think his personal life has has just been so crazy he hasn't had time to do it
1: is that a good in a good way? Yeah, he's got some good things going on. Cause I know he works in magic, and he, I know he, he's a consultant to a lot of big magicians. The thing uh, uh, confuses me, and maybe in Vegas, uh, magic is still it used to be a big thing. But I I think traditional magic, the you know, I think David Blaine and Chris Angel kind of changed the game for all those. You know, yeah. saw a lady in half, or make the even. Well, for the big stuff,
2: you know what I love. I mean, honestly, I was never a huge like. Like I said, Farentino was one of my best friends, and I could watch him over and over. But when he comes to town, there's a place called the Magic Castle, right? And what they have is they have all of these little rooms where people are doing close-up magic, you know, and sleight of hand, this that. And that's what you know. Th- those big tricks that a lot of those guys are doing is great. But I, but put you in a room where you're right next to this guy, and and I still can't tell how he's doing. That to me is 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 really great magic.
1: I love that stuff too. I, I you mentioned Fantino. Has he gotten? I mean, have you guys had Jeff Altman on?
2: Not, no, not that. Oh, I have oh,
1: you guys got to have Jeff Altman on Fantino because he was a. a he, he started in the Magic Castle before he was on television and movies and all that stuff. He's still uh, he's back in magic full-time now, kind of not doing television and movies. I didn't even film. know he
2: was a magician, if it's the Jeff Altman I'm thinking
1: of. Yeah, it, it's the Jeff Altman you're thinking about. Okay. Most people don't realize that he his father was a world-class ma- a magician, and he is like amazing close-up uh, stuff yeah. and just a a real uh lover of the art of close-up magic and yeah. great at it so yeah we've,
2: we've had michael carbonaro on a couple of times and he's just great i just love that guy yeah. he's just uh, he's a good friends with john and just an amazing magician and you know. yeah
1: it's uh john like he because every time i see him he looks like uh Sheriff Boy, you know I know he's 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 almost seventy or, or but he looks like a beach guy. Uh, oh yeah, like, totally. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah.
2: Oh totally. Yeah. No, it's it's not just looks, man. He's he he's I don't, I don't think he'd care for me telling. I think he's seventy one or seventy two. Still wow. serves, you know. Sales, uh, you know. I mean, it's like I I that's why it pisses me off. He's like seventy two. He's got ten times more energy than I have.
1: Yeah, I would love to do it. My friend Phil, I just posted a picture of him yesterday. He was, he's my age, and he's surfing this wave that, you know, giant, it looks like uh, Jan Michael Vincent 1973 or whatever, you know, typical uh, surf movie type thing. Gigantic wave behind him, like my age. And I'm like, you know, I'm lucky of just getting up and getting to, to my car to drive to the studio today. <laughs> that's, the energy, that's the exercise I'm going to get. Yeah, I'm so. See?
2: I can't take my own advice. I don't listen to my own opinion because I get up every morning and I feel like that. And what I do is I say, okay, that's great. Shut up. I drink a cup of coffee, take my vitamins and go to the gym. Because if I listen to myself, I will sit around and do nothing
1: coffee he said coffee, you right oh, coffee with, with the
2: dog, the dog.
1: well I, I, it's been fun having you on here in the morning i i you haven't done the morning before i know it's very early and i appreciate you getting up to do the show but it it's been fun having you here and i, I hope you come back i am thinking about absolutely limiting my evening shows to just one a week in the new year uh i just you know i love Having those deep conversations and sometimes uh, with serious people, but doing them every night of the week and having the amount of no shows that I have—that's really frustrating. Yeah. I just want to cut back on that and do more of this.
2: Well, I mean, going- I enjoy this, even though it, it may be early. But you know what? You have in the morning. I, you know, it's 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 it's, it's a lot of that filter is not there. You know, because it's like it is early, and and uh, you know, it's more. Fr- I don't know. There's some. I always I always enjoy that feeling of. Doing, getting more accomplished while people are still sleeping, you know.
1: Yep, I I, I dig it. So thanks for coming, and uh, please do stay in touch. I'll talk to you, and I'll, I'll I'll message you on Facebook who that guy was that I was on. Yeah, definitely show. do that, man. Thanks for having me, Matt. <laughs> it's been a <laughs> pleasure. Thanks. Have a great day, and bye. You for now. Bye. My creep, folks, uh, big bad broadcast. I think. I think it's today at noon that it comes out. It's either Friday or Wednesdays at noon. I'm having a senior moment, but I think it's today. Friday's at noon. Uh, we t- tape generally. When I've done this show, we tape it on Wednesday. Anyway, uh, great show for uh, people. who has got three comedians on there uh, uh, hosting it and generally have a very worthwhile guest. I suggest you check that out. It's um, been a pleasure talking to you today. I hope you have a great Friday. Tonight I have a show. I don't usually do Friday night shows on the Mind Dog TV podcast, but tonight I have a show uh, because I'm not gigging with the band tonight, gigging tomorrow night and some solo gigs on Sunday. But um, here's the story, briefly and quickly, and then I'll get out of here and let you enjoy your Friday. Uh, I was on Facebook about a month and a half ago, and I saw a meme that just confused the hell out of me. I didn't know what it meant. It was cryptic it was weird it was so i i had to know more about this so i just clicked on the the author's name to see her profile and then i noticed that right below that she had a thing that said she uh, was tired of people not taking her music career seriously and she needed some help and and somebody who believed in her and all this I i need to check out the music that she's doing so i went to her music page her web page and then listened to some of her music and was really impressed with uh, about 10 song original songs that she has on there and then some videos of youtube or youtube stuff of her performing live just acoustically some of the same songs. really impressed so i went back to her and i said listen i'm not in a position to really do anything for your career i'm not somebody who's gonna help but i will give you a um a shot on my show. Maybe you can impress some people. Maybe you can make some new fans. Who knows? It, it, it could be publicity for you. She said, sure. And then the date she picked was a Friday. And I, I don't usually do Fridays, but I have a night off tonight. So Suzanne Gladstone from San Diego, California. Really, really talented singer-songwriter uh, doing music that is it definitely fits in the pop genre of current modern music. I don't know if she, she doesn't appear to be a kid. Uh, but I'm interested in talking to her about the current state of the music business and all that. Uh, So that will be tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. hope you'll join me then. Suzanne Gladstone from San Diego, California. Spotlight on the new music industry uh, tonight. That's the show for you today. Have a great rest of your day. Have a wonderful Friday. Uh, And until I see you again, don't forget to... (laughs)